This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakovan. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. We're back for a Friday edition here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Falkovan. He is Eric Strickland. And we're ready to do business here. Strick, how's your day going so far? Great to be here today. Another day. It's a Friday. Um, so I'm looking forward to enjoying the weekend. It's a great day of uh, sports as well. Uh, the Lady Huskers uh, took a nice victory in the uh, their first game in the Big Ten tournament. Um, there's going to be some sad moments, as we'll talk about shortly, in, in some of the losses of uh, some great ones and the potential losses soon and <laughs> in, in some to come. And so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited, man. It's a great day. I mean, hey, we're, we're breathing. We're living. We're here. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited, especially anytime uh, there's a Duke North Carolina matchup around the corner. I think it's one of the best rivalries in sports altogether. Um, so we'll run down through some of that, but of course, mostly you know the biggest part of that is this Coach K's final game at Duke. Um, you know that rivalry is about as hot as it as, as it can be. Unfortunately, not like the temperature right now isn't as hot. You know they could use a better North Carolina <laughs> team probably in there, um, but they have been playing well as of late. Duke actually absolutely destroyed them in Chapel Hill, so we'll see if that happens again uh, in Duke and in, in Coach K's final game. But uh, it just kind of brings back all the memories uh, of, of his time in his career. And, it, and he's just one of those guys that he is Duke basketball. You kind of think of um, guys that, that are so connected to their brands. You know, Bill Snyder for Kansas State football, I think. Frank Beamer probably for Virginia Tech football. Um, you know, you, you can kind of go through those names even when you get um, to college basketball. Um, but it's, you know, Jim Bayheim at Syracuse certainly probably fits into that category. Coach K is uh, about as much of a demon deacon as, or excuse me, I always, I always mess up. I always say that with the Wake Forest. The Blue Devils, not the Demon Deacons. The Blue Devil. Um, I don't know what the time of matchups they have down there. But in any case, uh, he's about as much as a Blue Devil as there can be. Uh, so it's kind of sad to see his final game uh, at Duke. I, I, I'm not a Duke fan. We talked about the other day. We kind of ranked our the Duke people we disliked over the years. Um, but for this final for this final year, I think I might be cheering for Duke in this in this uh, in this in NCAA March Madness. Obviously, um, uh, maybe not quite, but pretty close to it. Um, just to kind of want to see him get the um, the send off that he deserves. Uh, as you think about Coach K in, in his final games, obviously he was coaching when you were playing basketball back in the day. Um, <laughs> did, did you have any, any memories, or uh, did you ever ever have any run-ins with Coach K at all? No, we didn't. We didn't ever get a run in with Coach K, and uh, probably good that we did. They were <laughs> they were phenomenal back in the '90s. Um, you know, he's had a tremendous career there. Uh, Coach K has led the Duke Blue Devils to five NCAA Division One titles. You know, twelve Final Fours, fifteen ACC titles. 
uh, tournament championships as well as regular titles. So, I mean, he's had a tremendous career and, and he's had some wonderful players that have graced the, the, the Cameron indoor stadium. And, uh, you know, the Cameron crazies are going to miss him. There's no question about it. I'm, I'm sure that whoever takes over that, that is probably one of the most coveted jobs that's, that's out there. I would have to venture to say. Oh yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know how they're going to, you know, what's the best method for them to turn it over. Do you keep it in house? Do you, do you, do you move it that way? Um, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see which direction, you know, the program goes after coach K leaves. I think also that's something to that, that shouldn't be missed is that coach K has, um, he's endured, he's endured all the changes, all the transitions, all the, the, the things that the NCAA throws at him. He continues to endure. He continues to bring the type of players in. Um, you gotta love him. He's, he's done well, uh, internationally as well. Oh yeah. So I, I think coach K is a tremendous, uh, asset that's going to be missed when you talk about NCAA basketball. And for what it's worth, John Shire is the coach in waiting there on the bench. So they've already made the the uh, decision that it will be uh, a former player of his, a man that that is an assistant coach there. Um, so uh, you know that's that's definitely a, a, a place to take it. Um, I don't know if it's the the best place, but you kind of wonder what the what the open market would be. I thought that was interesting when it was announced that Coach Gay was going to leave and they were going to to to, to um, kind of go through that and see if they wanted to do the coach in waiting approach. Is that you know for me, I would have thought Quinn Snyder. It would be my first option, but it would take quite a bit of money to, to get Quinn Snyder away from Utah uh, with the Jazz because obviously that's playing at, at a higher level. But I thought of, of all the programs, there's just a few out there that maybe could do that sort of thing. I thought Duke might be one of them. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's some debate when you talk about the, the program in itself. A lot of people are going to say that Coach K is probably the best college coach of all time. And it just depends. It depends on how you view it. How do you look at the criteria? What is the criteria? Is the criteria championships? Is the criteria uh, winning seasons? Um, what is the criteria of a good coach? I think it can be debated that he he may be second, you know. <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah. I know some people would think of me to be crazy for saying that Coach K is could be not the greatest to go in, in coaching spectrum for NCAA basketball. But I would venture to say, if you look at it, you know, if, if you look at the, the the teams or the legacy or those who have come in through the program and what has been there, um, who who has he put forth on the next level and what has been their levels of success, right? I think you can look at at Coach K and he's had tremendous success at the collegiate level. Um, but when you look at a lot of the players that have come through there, they've been great collegiate players, but what have they done at the next level? And so, I mean, so I would venture to say that it's debatable that I, I you know, coach, coach Dean there at NC at UNC, you know, I, the way that I look at it, I mean, um, you look at Duke players, they were great ones like Leitner, uh, probably the greatest of them was Grant Hill, uh, Bobby Hurley, Jason Tatum, his, his legacy still to be written. Uh, Carlos Boozer, Jay Williams, uh, Batty A, mm -hmm. uh, J.J. Redick. Uh, then you have others that had great tenures like Elton Brand um, and, and Hill. But then after that, what do you have? I mean, you have probably some older guys that you could look at as well. Um, but then when I look at, at Coach Dean, you know, I got I, I to gotta, I gotta make an assessment. I mean, you can go up and down the board with Coach Dean and, and you know, take a look at that. Michael Jordan. 
<laughs> He's yeah. the GOAT in the NBA. You got James Worthy, one of the top 75 greatest of all time. Vince Carter, he fits in that, that mode. Phil Ford, who was a tremendous player back in the old days. But but nonetheless, he's one of the, the best there at NC for of all time. Um, then you you go on and you can look at like Bob McAdoo. Don't don't get it twisted. Bob McAdoo before he was at the Lakers as a as a as a guy off the bench, he was he was a walking bucket. Uh, Sam Perkins with his tremendous career in the NBA. Um, Brad Doherty, you know, number one pick uh, at one time. And then you know you go down maybe uh, Hubert Davis and uh, and Eric Montross. And so I think when you look at it from that standpoint, you know, could you say that really they were, uh, he is the greatest. I think it's a debate. I think you could have a debate there. Of course, there, there's a, Dean Smith would be one of the best. I, I would think that the top debate though would have to be John Wooden. Maybe it's because he's, he's going course. back in time uh, a little bit further. That That's what I, that's the only problem that I have with this is that I, you know, I, I obviously didn't watch any of John Wooden. The, the further you get away from John Wooden, the less, the less people do it, but I would hate to have, you know, the, this, because for my life, it has been coach K in, in my opinion. Um, he's yeah. been there ever since I've been alive. He's one of the last, uh, and that's why I, I think part of it is, is kind of hitting me and and it's a big big deal tomorrow's game and 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 you know it just kind of depends on what you kind of grow up with and what you kind of like I was very much into the Duke North Carolina um rivalry in middle school I I skipped out of school I think it was not school but you know a a church program one night had to skip and I think I did skip school I think I said I had an illness um planning so that I could stay up and and watch the the Duke North Carolina game um and not have to go to the the church program that night so um it's been it's been kind of a fun ride, but either way, um, I would I would say he's he's probably the greatest in my lifetime. But more than that, he's like the guy. Like I said earlier, he's just the, he's the blue devil. You know, he's just he's a guy that you associate with that brand, uh, and he's been that way for you know since the early '80s and I think 1980. And you know, there, there's just so you know, especially when you kind of think of players, it doesn't happen. I remember uh, Reggie Miller, one of your former teammates, and, and when he left the Pacers. I, it was hard for me to like understand how there could be the Indiana Pacers without Richie Miller. And, you know, like it, it just didn't feel like the complete team anymore. And so there's certain guys that go through that. I, I'm sure like Kobe for some younger fans with the Lakers or, you know, the Carl Malone's, the guys that stick around, but for coaches that are able to just stay there for that long, um, you know, I just can't think of Duke in any other way. Uh, and, and so you kind of have to just, it's going to be an adjustment for a bunch of us, but it's going to be also fascinating to see can they pick it up because John Shire does have one of the best recruiting classes, I believe the best recruiting class coming in next year. Uh, he's been doing a, a heavy majority of the lifting for recruiting in the previous couple of years. So is you know are they going to take a step down? Certainly as far as just notoriety with the head coach on the stand on the sideline, they will. How much of a step down do you take? You know, some people say the worst job to get in general is replacing a legend. You don't want to, you want to be the guy that replaces the guy that replaced the legend, not the guy that replaces the legend. Cause you're directly compared yeah. to him. So it, it could be a, it could be a bumpy road, but for what it's worth, I just, you know, where would you rank Duke North Carolina on your list of just sports robberies? Because again, right now it might not be as heated because you know, Hubert Davis is new at North Carolina. I think, I think it would have been a little bit more special if Rory Williams was walking in the building uh, with the Tar Heels tonight, but um, it's always been, to me that's college basketball's top rivalry yeah i would venture to say that 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 is the case you you that is the one i think that the tv and that you kind of sit down for and you're looking forward to seeing it it goes way back i mean it's it's a lot of years you you look at that rivalry and 
And those are the ones you see. Um, you know, obviously there would be the Georgetown and Syracuse ones, uh, obviously oh, yeah. of, of the Old days that were phenomenal, phenomenal as well. Um, I can't even, maybe UCLA and Arizona, uh, those were tremendous rivalries, uh, back in the day. And I don't even know if Kansas ever had a rival, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. but I can't say that they Kansas, Missouri, but Missouri is not State. on the level. Yeah. Kansas yeah, State and yeah, there. So. Yeah, so those, you know, I would have to say that that would probably in NCAA basketball division one, that would probably be the best rivalry of all time. Yeah, and it's amazing. And and that's kind of you know, as much as I say, yeah, I might I might cheer for Coach K in his final NCAA tournament run. I'm not I hated the Blue Devils. Yeah, I'm not gonna I, lie, I I'm I'm still it. cheering for the Tar Heels tomorrow. I thought it was a bench <laughs> uh, a bunch of bougie um just guys that were given the 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 you know the candy and the the best of all worlds oh, yeah. you know they just they were just the guys that you know I don't know I don't know how to say it well they had a just, clean look they did the Yankees thing where yeah, it's like you can't have any facial hair yeah. yeah you're they're all they're all yeah it's a it's a pretty wealthy school so it's kind of like the um it, it's kind of like all the, the the rich kids get to go to Duke yeah. and play basketball eventually so yeah I mean I don't even know how to describe it I can't <laughs> I, I don't want to say nothing that's out of outlandish but that's right. exactly the best way to describe it what you just said. yeah so I mean that's coddled coddled spoiled <laughs> Even even Grant Hill, I don't know. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. So I've I've, I've had I've had I've had much more practice cheering against Coach K than I have uh, cheering for him. But uh, it is just one of those things. It's kind of the same thing too with for me at least with the Yankees. I I'm a Red Sox fan. I hate the Yankees. Probably the top of my list of teams that I hate. But when Derek Jeter retires. You know, it's the respect type of thing. It just kind of gets to the point where, you know, especially at the end of the career, a guy you've cheered against, a guy that's been a pain in your side for that long, and then you just realize it's going to be – it's it's like missing it a little bit. You're going to miss it. Uh, I, I feel the same way about Nebraska and their rivalries with, you know, Texas. Um, if you think back especially to that 2010 game, right out around the world, it was supposed to be – Nebraska ended up losing, so maybe it helped a little bit in that, in that in hindsight there. But it was more of a – you know, it was supposed to be Nebraska against Texas, Texas coming off the NCAA championship game. And then they lost a couple games going into that, and you're just going – I wanted I wanted the full hate. I wanted a top ten battle, everything on the line. Not necessarily Texas going through a down season and then you get them. And so I mean, I, I think that way with most teams. I, I like that's why I like the traditional powers being great in whatever sport it is. Um, is because there's such a following, there's such a fan base, and so that that even extends to the teams that I dislike, right? In Texas is probably the perfect example. Oklahoma even next year. I'd like these teams to come in at full strength so that when you beat them, it means something. It's not just, yeah, well, you beat one of our teams that weren't so good. Um, so right. and and so I I think that's kind of unfortunately what's kind of going on with Duke North Carolina a little bit is that North Carolina is not all that good, but they did win I think five of six going into this game. Duke's already the ACC champions, um, but um, it's similar to kind of Nebraska. Nebraska has a chance against and and and, and this is this is a weird similarity. In North Carolina still has a chance to go into the tournament, probably will. Um, so it's not all the way there, but I think that Nebraska. If they beat Wisconsin, the Big Ten champs on the final day, it's not going to make up for the fact that they had a bad season. 
But it will sure do a long way of it would go a long way for it, you know. And I think North Carolina is kind of the same way where you have Duke fans paying the the cheapest ticket to get in right now is three thousand four hundred fifty bucks. That's if you're going alone to find the cheap seats. You know, <laughs> there's, right. pe- there's been like people paying oh, but they 80, got it, though. Oh, they got it. Oh, I know. They, they parents got it. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, that's not a problem for Duke people, obviously. But no, but. Uh, it, it, I, I think of North Carolina, it, which, by the way, I was a little bit disappointed. Again, it's just the respect thing. When Duke went into Chapel Hill, the Carolina, the, the Carolina side, this was the last time Coach K was going there. Like we said, for the greatest rivalry in sports, they didn't really do anything. They had no send-off or pregame. This is Coach K's final time. They didn't do any of that. Um, so w- maybe that adds a little bit to the heat that will be there um, for um, for Saturday. Um, but I do think if North Carolina, despite the fact they're not a top 25 team, borderline, um, you know, tournament team, but if they can beat Duke in Coach K's final game at Cameron Indoor, I think that'll make their season. I mean, hey, listen, anytime you can beat your rivalry, it can, it can, it's like, that's one of those games that you circle on your, on on your calendar, right? It, it's one of those ones that if you get, it can change just every aspect of what people looked at the season, how they viewed it, how they perceived it, it can change the whole dynamic of that. It's the same way in football too, right? Whenever you beat whoever that rivalry is, it's like your whole mentality about your season changes. Oh, we may have lost that, but we spoiled this or we spoiled that or we got this one. And and so that's the way sometimes you can look at it from that standpoint. But shoot, I mean – I think it's going to be a tremendous game. I, I think it's going to be very tough for North Carolina to go in there and get one because because of the emotion of the time. I mean, I think if they can endure just the adrenaline, the the the, the hype of the first parts of the game, and and allow them to dump and then you know adrenaline dump and then all of a sudden you get hot and hit a couple buckets, things can change in that game very quickly. But if you if you go in there and you don't match that energy, you can get ran out of the building pretty quickly. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch it, just at least for one last time with Coach K there on the sidelines for that game. And and I hope it's a good one, at least. In the very least, I hope it's a competitive game that goes down to the end. Uh, Elena from Upside Bar and Grill might be stopping by. Maybe maybe they're having a little uh, something going on for this weekend with the Duke-North Carolina game or other events. And and I want to ask her about how the kind of the Super Bowl went from there. So she'll stop by around the corner. Also, uh, we'll get to talking about some other things, including uh, I did want to hit on this a little bit. Amari Cooper... um, looks like he's going to be released by the Cowboys. Is this wise or have the, the Bengals rewritten how we think of the league? Uh, we'll talk about that sort of thing next here with uh, Elena from Upside and Bar and Grill is set to stop by. That's next here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket.